Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the big episode 199 of Third Shift. We are almost there. Last week, everybody, it was crazy. I was out there in the camping world doing all sorts of weird things. I didn't know what was going on. I had an opening, and I was like, ah, it's 199, or maybe 199.5, or maybe 198, or maybe I don't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. And I heard that crappy opening, and I went, nope, cutting that right out. I'm doing it myself. Oh, man. Actually, I did the whole show before you even sent your stuff. I think it came through the middle, and I was like, I don't know, maybe Eric will send something. And I went, pa-ching. And I went, oh, oh, cool, neat. And it showed up. It's weird. Even out from the boonies, I was able to connect enough to get a little bit of something in there. So it ended up being just a little half-note episode. So this is the real one. This is episode 199. I, of course, am Eric the Lightbringer, here today to have a lot of fun and talk about all sorts of new Gearbox stuff that has arrived and taken up the eyes of the masses. And with me, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt, oh, yeah. to start the night off with what in the heck he's been doing this week. We're so excited to hear what are you up to, Matt? <laughs> well, I was trying to think about what this week even was. Was it a good week? Was it a bad week? I want to say it was a good week, but I know that's a lie because I've been really grumpy a lot of this week. But what am I going to say? Oh, man, I'm grumpy at work. Ah, boo-hoo-hoo. What I've been doing in the video game front has not made me grumpy in any shape, way, or fashion. Persona 5 Royal played it, beat it over the past week, absolutely destroyed it. All my characters, level 99. All my personas, level 99. Everything great. Got the ultimate weapons and gear for everybody. It was amazing. It was fun. I told Eric this. We'll talk more about it on a Persona cast at some point. But that last scenario, the bonus scenario they put in for Royal... Absolutely fantastic. Love the theme. Love the story of it. It's like your persona in Steins Gate had a baby. So much of that is just all the themes from both of those coming together. Beautiful, wonderful. And now I'm sad that it's gone because I can't, well, I mean, I, I could play it again, but I can't just, you know, play it and experience it all over again. So what I have been playing is Animal Crossing New Horizons, getting back in there. You know, what, what do I say? Oh, man, building my town up, moving my people around. But the other thing I've noticed is like all the small improvements they've made along the way that they haven't mentioned in the patches. Like when you started out, even just like the weeds that would grow around the town, and you have to you know pull the weeds. They were just like these flat, dumb little textures. They look like almost not two D, but some in some forms they looked almost like two D little sprites. Now they look all fluffy and green, like actual weeds do, like little ferny type things, little flat, wide stuff. And that's not in any of the patch notes. Made the weeds look better. But they did, and it just it just adds just that little bit more. Every time I play it, there's something, a little bit new thing that I notice, or they do a new seasonal thing. It's, it's just a lot of fun. It's just a nice, cool, mellow, easy hangout with my animal buddies. But then since I beat Persona 5 Royal and I had nothing else to do, I was like, what kind of game can I play? And I looked to my left and I looked to my right, even though I used the wrong directions right now. That's why we're not on video, folks. But I found Horizon Zero Dawn sitting there. The, the like $10, $15 copy I got from the closed family video when they were selling off all their goods. And I went, ah, sure, why not? And I popped it in and popped on twitch.tv slash third shift me, and I'm having a blast with it. I'm not very good at it yet. I miss a lot of my shots and stuff, and I don't know. Like, it's always like fire arrows, and I'm like, fire arrows have to be better than regular arrows, and they do like three damage, and then the regular arrow does like 79, and I go, but it's just an arrow that's on fire. I don't get it. So I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. If you watched my last stream, the whole ending thing was just 
absolute ridiculousness, and <laughs> it was great. So I'm having some fun with that. What have you been having fun with this past week, Eric? Well, I'm glad you asked, Matt, because, of course, like you, I was playing Persona 5 Royal a whole bunch. I'm trying to get through it, trying to wrap it up. I am not quite finished. I am in that last segment that you love and adore ever oh so much. So I I, I got to that point, and I told you already, but I'm going to tell everybody else. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just wrap up this little bit here, get to bed, you know, in the night. And there's a chunk in there right towards the end. That once you start it, it's like two hours of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't get there's no there's no safe spots, there's no stopping. You just keep going and going and going. And I hit that spot, and it just it was it was incredible. The story's fun and it's all awesome, but it sucked because I was like, no 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 no, that's past my bedtime. I gotta mm-hmm. this has to be done. So I kept like speed reading and speed reading and speed reading and speed reading and speed reading and. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do it this way, but I gotta. I can't. I can't just let them talk and say what they want. Otherwise, I'll be here for freaking ever. I'll never be done. So I got through that part, and that's like the only one of the only spots in the whole game where I, I'm like, well, they probably should have thought about this one just a little bit more and popped in one of those. Uh, hey, the night's ending. Do you want to save your spot here? Right. And did one of those, and that would be easy solve, easy fit, easy fix. But I think just the weirdness of the transition from the end of the old Persona 5 content into the new Royal content was just a bit weird because it was just too big of a chunk in between saving. But we'll talk about that some other day. I just wanted to mention it because it was hilarious and it just took up all my f***ing time and it drove me crazy. And of course, as I mentioned in that half episode, I kid you not, it's crazy when caterpillars are pooping on trees. I want to say it again. What a weird experience. (laughs) Just have rain of poop all day long, every day, just everywhere. It's wild. It's wild. I could have never dreamed that I would be in a rain of caterpillar poop for a whole week. Terrible. (laughs) And it's not like nasty like you think it. It's just like these little hard pellets. So it's not like it's some like goopy poop or mucusy stuff. No, it's just just little hard little tiny pellets. You think it would just be dust. Because caterpillars are so right? small, you think it would just it would just float uh-huh. away on the wind. It just yeah, I wish that was the case, but no, it was not. <laughs> so I just want to reiterate for anybody who didn't check out that last episode because that's a real thing. Maybe go somewhere where that happens and experience it for yourself. What a what a cool experience it is. Nope. <laughs> so this week, of course, I was back at work. Nothing real special to account for there. Got back into the groove of things. Works crazy. You know the deal. But I also, I was playing some Destiny 2. Got in there. And to my surprise, you know, I've, I've ached and cried and moaned about this game forever. But I got in and it did the three strikes with uh, a family friend. And uh, lo and behold, all the blues were actually upgrades. So it was like actually upgrading me for everything I was picking up. Whereas I swear before when I was doing these things, and hence why I was moaning and groaning, was it was only the purple at the end of each strike was giving me like a one, one to whatever, you know, one plus. Which, of course, that's slow. That takes forever. So just in three strikes, I was able to go up like three light levels. And I'm like, well, this is what I'm talking about. This makes, this will capture my interest and get me back into messing around with it if there's actual forward progress that I can see each and every time I get on the game. So I hope that continues. I got to get on there sometime the next week with, you know, the family and do a couple more things and see if that is the case or if it was just some weird streak of luck for me that this was happening. Right. We'll find out. 
either way, I hope it's not because everybody's trying to get me to get in Shadowlands. And so, you know, if they want to draw me back, I got to get in there. Come on, don't shake your head, Stop man. playing yeah. the damn game, Eric. Stop oh, playing so- it. We're all sick of Destiny 2. You should be sick of it, too. My- Scratch my arse. <laughs> uh, it'll never end. It's, no, it'll never got end. any more they, of them upgrades? <laughs> exactly. Any more of them DLCs coming? They, hey, there are, too. They've already outlined it. I know. They've already outlined DLCs all the way to, like, 2022. It's crazy. So I did that, going back and forth, and, of course, played some Borderlands 3, was in there, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to finish getting to the max level of 57 again. That's what I'm going to do. I, I didn't. Nope. I played for a while, and it's so it's so hard. I don't understand. We got drunk one night and just played, and we were max level. That's like true. it was magic. Yeah. But when I got on by myself and I was going and going, I mean, it's not the game's not hard. Right. That don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, I'm in there just smoking baddies, just going around doing stuff. But my meat, my little level bars just barely moving. I'm like, no, man, this ain't right. I can't. I can't sit here and do this. This is going to take me five years. I, I don't got time for this. And I was like, well, maybe I'll go do a bunch of the old quest side quests I haven't done, you know? And I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want to do those again right now. Oh, man. So about after an hour, I was like, all right, that's it for now. I got to beat for freaking Persona anyway. See, I played for an hour today and instantly got level up. So no problems. Yeah, no, it's no crazy. Muscles, no hump, no fuss. Easy. I don't understand. Maybe, you know what? I was in the old areas. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe I should have went over to the Xylo Frigio. Were you playing on normal? You're playing on normal, weren't you? You know what? I bet I didn't switch it back because mm-hmm. we switched over to normal. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I was on normal mode because we went and did normal for the takedown. Yeah. And I didn't switch it back and I just got on and started playing and it wasn't working out. And I was like, this is dumb. What is going on? Whatever. I did the same thing when I booted up the DLC. Played the intro thing and I went, all right, sweet. And I took two steps and I went, wait, I think this is still on normal. Exited out, sure was. Booted back in. And like I said, that that one level was just... Actually, I probably didn't get any stuff when I was playing on normal. Barely any XP for that. So in a half hour, I got to level up. True Vault Hunter Mayhem 2 should actually bump it up to three or four, but... Yeah, so that's that's the ticket. There we go. Yeah, oh, there we go. I'll get it fixed up. Besides that, with the new DLC, I'm going to be max level crazy fast anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. We'll get in there. We're going to finish up. I'll finally be back caught up again with my new character at max level. And everything will be just like it was except for all the skins and stuff I'm missing from my last playthrough. Right. But oh well. It doesn't matter. So that was my week. That's what I've done. That's what I've been up to, Mr. Madden. But while you were gone, a big a big important release came out, and and I'm cheating because it's not a this week release. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a cheat, and it is, and I'll it accept is it. <laughs> it is a cheat, and you will accept it because it's Persona Four Golden, which came out for PC on the 13th of June, developed by Atlas, published by Sega. We all know that, and we all know Persona Four Golden. You and I know. If anybody doesn't know, it's Persona Four. It's the one before the one we were just playing. And it's the golden version. It's got all the added content, added dungeon, all the you know new characters to mess around with. And there's, I mean, I'm not going to try and sell Persona 4 to you just on its merits alone. If you hear us talking about Persona, hanging out with friends, building up social links, going into cool dungeons, having big emotional boss battles, solving people's emotional problems, basically, as you unlock each dungeon, 
It's really fun. It's really cool. I want to mention it for a specific reason, and that's that I was Googling it and seeing how people were liking the the PC version. They're saying, yeah, it's got increased resolution and frame rate, but some of the textures are really muddy just because it's, it's a PS2 game or the PS Vita game, however you want to think about it. But I saw one article that said, every RPG should have Persona 4 Golden on PCs difficulty options. I went, hmm, what's this about? And I clicked on it and the guy went, oh man, playing RPGs is hard and I don't like RPGs. And I was about to close it until he said, hey, but in Persona 4 Golden, not only do you have like five different difficulty levels, which were in that was in the Vita version as well, but then he said, yeah, but like in the options menu, it's like the second screen, you can also customize what any of those difficulty levels really means. So if you can go down the list and just say, oh, Damage taken and damage given. You can move that slider up and down. XP and money won. Retries in the dungeons. You can make it as easy as you want or as hard as you want. So I thought that was something... I mean, it's an addition on top of what was in the Vita game that you and I both played. And I figured just, you know, if somebody wants to get into Persona and you don't want to... You know, you hear about us spending 150 hours grinding through dungeons, having big, tough boss fights... Pick up Persona 4 Golden on the PC for 20 bucks. You can put it on easy, and then you can make it even easier. You can make it so you don't hardly even have to try in the battles. You can make it so you don't have to grind for anything. Make it as easy as you want. Have just a, a good, fun time hanging out with these awesome characters in this cool scenario. I mean, the story alone is worth it. So I would say, if you're not an RPG fanatic, if you're not a big, difficult battles fanatic, crank it all the way down. You will have a good time if you like story, if you like characters. Persona 4 Golden is awesome. And this just makes it even easier and more accessible for people. Or if you're on the other end and you've played Persona 4 Golden 16 times on your Vita, now put it on super hard and then crank those sliders up or down to make it even even harder and just be the king of Persona 4 Golden. So it's good for both people, you know? It's perfect. It is perfect. I mean, I wouldn't mind going through one more time eventually. And actually... The only reason and way I would be is if it is on PC or a console, because obviously the Vita was never mine in the first place, mm-hmm. so it's gone and it never will come back. But secondly, I have a hard time with handheld games a lot. I, I ADHD out and you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I've played for 40 minutes. I can't keep looking at the screen. I got to go. I got to mm-hmm. go. So it took me way longer to finish that game than it normally would have, even though it's an amazing game. So now it's on PC. It's tempting because I could sit down where I always do and play all my games mm. and play it on the big screen right in front of my face, controller in hand, having a good old time. And on top of that, they've cleaned the graphics up so things look a lot nicer, a lot brighter, a lot just better all around. Uh, what's not to like about that? But mm-hmm. since I've played and beat it for myself, I'm going to wait a little bit. You know, we'll see. There's going to be a sale eventually for it, and then I can... Pick it up on the, uh, you know, the cheap. It's already <laughs> on the cheap, Eric. It's only twenty nah, bucks. Yeah, well, you, you know, twenty bucks, man. You know, I, that's a lot of. Uh, I got to do a lot of work to get twenty bucks. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Why don't you just go pull out like an old N sixty four game and play that? Cause that's for free. I will. Speaking of which, my game's a cheat this week too, Mr. Matt, because Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer has come again. Did you guys think this was ever going to come again? And it's, no. I didn't. I really didn't. I thought this was going to be stuck in a spot in time. And, and I'm going to tell you the story a little bit. It's, it's, stuck, it's stuck in two spots in time. When it came out <laughs> and then this other spot in yeah, time. Exactly. Well, that, and that's what's the music about it all. Is, of course, this came back out way back in 1999. It was developed, published by LucasArts and Nintendo themselves. When it came out, it was amazing. 
Fantastic N64, busting that sucker in, thought that was just a cat's meow, super fast, super just touchy, going through all the ma- what it is, it's a, it's a racing game, in case you don't know, in case this has slipped by you all this time, it is a racing game based off Star Wars Episode 1, remember when Anakin hops in those weird little funky car things with the big turbo engines on them, and then the guy's like, and he's like eating bugs and stuff, remember that, that's what this is. And you're racing as Anakin or some of the other racers, but Anakin is by far the best. Sebulba, man. Sebulba's where it's at. Ah, Sebulba, he eats bugs and frogs, man. You know? Who doesn't want to eat bugs and frogs? I love that. I love that stuff. Yankee Quatatawa. Whatever he talked like. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that, right? Something, yeah. Yeah, whatever. So anyways, it's a racing game. You, you All the different planets, you got Hoth and Tatooine and others. And you're going through really cool, tight, dynamic courses, having to make really sharp turns, blasting on the brakes, doing all sorts of funky junk to get through. Really cool stuff back then. It was top of the line. Had a great time with it. All right. So with that said, years go by. Years go by. It's 2004, 5, somewhere in that range. I think it's got to be closer to 10, right? You think it was that far along? Yeah, I, th- I think it's got to be. Maybe 7 or 8. Well, that's what I said, oh, closer God. to 10, not 4 and 5. Okay, maybe 7 or 8. That would be the farthest it goes. Anyways, Because I think 4 and 5 is around later. when I met you, so it's got to be after that. <laughs> so, all these years later, we're sitting around, and I don't know why. I got you know the, the, the system hooked up, and we're screwing around doing something. And I, I, know, I know, I know why. It was N64 day at James's house. Yes. Because he found his stuff. And he was like, was. everybody bring over any games you can find. We'll have N64 night. It'll be great. And he was partially right. Yes. Because <laughs> some of the games that were brought were a lot of fun, had a great time mm. with them. Some weren't as fun. Some people enjoyed others more than others. But anyways, that's beside the point. The point is, is this gentleman, an old acquaintance, Eric the Red, he brings over this game. He's like, oh, guys. Oh, we gotta pop this in. We gotta pop this in. Man, I'm so good at this game. I'm like, I'm like the best probably there was in the world. I'm probably like the best. I was like, I ranked number one. And we're like, all right, man. Jeez, old Pete's real excited. Boom! He pops in Star Wars Episode One Racer. (laughs) And he's like, who wants to go up against me? Yeah, yeah. So a couple rounds and he wins him. Okay. Of course he wins him Mm -hmm. because apparently this guy's a crazy person and he's been playing this game nonstop since 1999 Uh for the last 10, 11 years. All right. And then we, you know how you can read a room Mm -hmm. and you understand when people are kind of done with something. Eric Red did not read the room and he kept playing and, and he kept going, who wants to play me? And we all dropped off and we all kind of just like walked away from the area. And he kept playing. He played against the computer. Playing. He played the story yes. mode. Uh-huh. He just sat there and played it. He just hijacked the whole night. He hijacked the N64, mm-hmm. and he played his Star Wars Episode One racer to his heart's content, <sighs> letting us just wander off and just go drink beers and talk and socialize <laughs> instead of have the, the Nintendo 64 night any longer. It was It was glorious. So that game has stuck in my head. For all these years, even though I don't really care about it that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I saw this, and everyone went, yeah, and I was like, <sighs> yeah, I guess, yes, I guess, this is this has to happen. So you know that son of a bitch. He got it. He's has got it, it downloaded. He's maxed out every single part, every single thing he can do already as Anakin, and he's just 
I remember one specific line from that night. He's just, I'm just holding forward. I don't even got to try. Check this out. And I'm, make, I'm making a face. You can't see it on video. I like rolled my <laughs> eyes back and I laid back in my chair and I just went, Ugh. look. You all know that look. Look. When you're farming and you don't have to pay attention, you know how it mm-hmm. is. That's that's what he was doing. Yeah. And he's doing it now because it's the same thing. <laughs> They've cleaned it up. They've made it look as good as it can look for an N64 game mm-hmm. on the Switch and PlayStation 4, of course. It goes at 60 frames per second. It has all the old school stuff like you can imagine, like Matt was mentioning. You get to buy parts, upgrade your things. The only crazy thing is, is you have to go through the whole story... Do the whole thing before you can open up the multiplayer, which is LAN only, mind you. This isn't, you can't go online and play with buddies over the internet, which is crazy to me, but alas, what do you do? So just be warned if you're like, wow, I remember that game in 1999 or 2007 or 8, and I want to play it. You ain't playing with your friends online. You got to have them come over. And who has friends anymore that can come over to people's houses? None of us. So don't count on it. But I just wanted to bring this one up because of such a lovely memory I have with it. Now this sto- this actually makes me sad because that was a cool game. I played it a lot when I was a kid and I had fun with it. I didn't play it to that degree, obviously. But now that we all have that memory, you and I both have that memory, I could never play this game again. Like I saw it came out on PS4 and I went, oh man, I would love to play this on my PS4. But I can't now. I can't do it. Because anytime I boot it up, I'll think of that and I'll just go... What am I doing? Ugh, why don't I buy this? Well, I'm just going to delete this. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to find yeah, it. Exactly. It's going to be in some damn summer sale or fall sale. But, ooh, the best of Star Wars game sale. It'll be two bucks, and I still won't be able to buy it or play it. And that's a tragedy. But on the other hand, we have such a great memory. And even though I won't play it again, <laughs> and I encourage all of you to because it's pretty cool. It was a great game at the time. Yeah. And even though the graphics obviously are not cutting the mustard anymore. It's still really fun to play. Still a really fun game. I remember it being really fast too. That's one thing I liked. Yes. It was a it was a fast racer without being ridiculous. But enough about mm-hmm. that game. Enough about outside of gearbox things. It's time for the gearbox segment of the show. And I'm gonna start it off with my favorite part of the show. Twenty two and a half minutes in. Oh my god. My favorite part of the I show. Know. It's we ridiculous. got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands Three. I think this was granted to us by Randy Pitchford, one of his little random five key drops. So hit up the Twitter, the Red the Forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider, which probably isn't Sean Haggerty, but if it is, check him out too. He gets to sell some free loot. You can't beat it, everybody. The, I always say it. The DLC's out. The takedown was out last time around. You need those keys. Mm-hmm. It's going to get you great gear to get you going in all the new content. What's what's to lose? It takes you five seconds, bit bop boop, card get, code gets put in, keys are in your hand, mm-hmm. you're having a good time. So we encourage you to head on over to the Discord. Sean's got them keys hooked up, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got them sitting there right there waiting for you. Pop in there, grab them up. Hey, maybe even leave a comment and have, have a say or two. We'll, we'll see you there, of course. But until then, I've been having a looky-see elsewhere, all right? Mm-hmm. On the little old Twitter, I've been following this game called Tribes of Midgard. Because I'm like, yeah, this looks cool. You know, when you got little loot flashing and things to do and you're killing big old giants and stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm on board. They are on board as well. They're still cranking out weekly uh, dev patches on, like, what they're working on, what they're up to. I won't get into detail on that per se. Just if you're interested, head over there. Every week they bust out kind of like if they're working on, like, animal animations, things like that, and they'll tell you what they're doing. 
But on the Twitter itself, they were like, hey, guys and gals, we're introducing a brand new enemy, the Creeper. What do you think? And, you know, they give up this really cool image, mm-hmm. artwork-wise, of, like, what it looks like, and then kind of, like, what they were going for, wanting to be, like, an unintimidating little figure, but have this, you know, really bad bite to it. And then, of course, after that, or before that, I can't remember which anymore, they posted an actual animation, mm-hmm. in-game animation, of what it looks like, not just the artwork. And then let you kind of take a peek at it. And I thought that was really cool. I'm digging it. And then, of course, today, they also were like, hey, it's community uh, question number whatever it was, 31, I think. Yep. And they were like, boom, which which baddie of this is more intimidating to you? And then they posted two of the baddies. And then, of course, you get to pick. And maybe you can explain or not explain why you think that one's more intimidating than the other. I like that kind of stuff, you know, because at the end of the day, if they implement some of those changes, especially if it goes the way you want it to, you can like feel like you had a little input, a little say in the game, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. I saw that stuff after you did. Like you said, it's all pretty cool. What I liked was seeing the, not really concept art, but like finished concept art of mm-hmm. it. And then, like you said, they had all these like little notes. Like, oh, here it has like little chains on the bottom because that's what bounds it to Hella. And all these little notes here and there. And it's going to attack from range, and it's designed to be smaller because it's the weaker enemy. You can not only see it, but you can see what exactly they're going for with it. Really cool. Really like that. I do too. And, and I think, I don't know if I said creeper or creepling, but it's a creepling, just so you know. That sounds right, yeah. Because I'm not sure which one I said. So there you go. It's the creepling. I'm going to call it the creeper just because, you know, has a lot of connotations and it's funny to me. So that's what I'm going with. <laughs> and speaking of things with little jokes that are funny, I've mentioned it last week that it was coming out this week. Duke 3D, the 20th anniversary world tour. It's out now on the Switch. Go check it out. I said all the things I had to say about it last week. If you like the old one, you're going to like the new one. Eric and I played through it. We had a pretty good time with it. You know, for an old school shooter, it does have that bonus map pack that was designed by the original level designer put in there. And they have like a like a 3D, not like texture pack, but it makes the models look a little bit more 3D instead of the flat cardboard cutout people. I feel like that was uh-huh. in the PS4 one, but I'm not that sure. That was in this one, yeah. So yeah, that's in there too. So it does look a little bit better. It looks a little bit more modern, like, you know, like two years up up the scale but if you like the original if you like that old school fast moving slide around kind of run and gun first person shooter from back in the day go check it out it does have a maybe it's even a 50 percent off sale but it's got a launch sale like most switch games usually do so go check it out on the cheap and have yourself a good time running around with the duke indeed and while you're on the internet running around looking at the duke seeing what's going on checking out tribes in midgard make sure you're over on godfall too everybody one of the very first playstation 5 games coming out it's got all it's the what a slasher looter looter slasher you got all sorts of things happening i can't wait for it anytime there's loot involved i'm on board like i already said but they're doing not the same exact thing but just follow godfall over on twitter because they keep releasing like you know little nuggets for you little clips of action of gameplay of combat of particular weapons or armor in the game we've already told you about some of it in previous episodes but they put out another little one for you, and if, if it's something that interests you and you really want to just keep your eyes peeled for it, they're on there releasing stuff every week. So get over there, Godfall. Check them out on Twitter. Absolutely. And speaking of things you can check out that are releasing new, well, not every week, but they release new this week, Gearbox put out a new thing that if you donate $5 to a group called Direct Relief, which offers COVID relief for you know people struggling with that, if you donate through, I think it's through Gearbox Loot, their official link, 
you can get an in-game mask. You donate five bucks, you know, five dollar minimum donation. You get an in-game mask in Borderlands Three. So if you want a cool cosmetic and you want to help out some people, you know, with all this, this all these crazy times we're in, as everyone likes to say, definitely go do that and get yourself a, a cool mask in the game. And then why not stop by GearboxLoot.com proper and get yourself a three pack of character masks for twenty bucks? They're all broken down. There's like three different masks. They look a little bit different, and then it's broken up by character, which, as far as I can tell, is just like the little outline color of the mask, but maybe somebody knows more than me. Go check those out. If you're if you're hurting for some masks, three masks for 20 bucks isn't bad, so go check those out, too. Since they're reusable, that's all you ever need. You bust out a mask, use it a couple times, wash it, and use the next one down the line. By the time you've washed and got to it, you're right back to normal. Mm-hmm. You'll never run out. You'll always have your mask. You'll be playing it safe. In the COVID-19 world, what's to lose? And you get to have the cool Borderlands images up on there so that people can go, what's that from? Then you'd be like, you wouldn't even understand, so I'm not even going to explain it to you. And then people could go, oh, I'm not part of this conversation. I love doing that because Chet comes to me every time. He's like, <laughs> what's that mask? It's like a skull face? You wouldn't get it. Oh, what's that one? It's like a, like a deer? It's a reference for something you wouldn't get. Oh, what's that shirt say? Never mind. Oh, it's great. It feels good. <laughs> you are evil, Matt. You are freaking evil, man. I may I'm be. You. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You know what else feels great is getting some patch notes for Borderlands 3. That always feels great. And what feels double great, we talked about it earlier. The level cap is going up three more levels. The new level cap is 60. It feels good to just see the big sparkles and the little hue around your screen and it go Boom, level 58 you just leveled up i feel like when i <laughs> when i leveled up today it said you leveled up like three times like it popped up once and then it did the hue and then it popped up again and then it said level 58 and then it said you leveled up again and i was like i get it dudes but it does feel awesome to start doing that again and getting getting some more new little skills like i looked at my skill tree yesterday and i was like hmm where should i put these three even before i leveled up and I was like, well, I was going down this tree on the last skill tree, and I flipped back through the other two, and I went, oh, man, here's a little three-pack that's nice. Here's another little three-pack that's nice. I'm like, oh, man, I might have to respect just so I can move the ones from the last skill tree, the hunter skill tree, into a couple of these other slots. Oh, man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I might have to do it. I know I'm going to be doing it. With these extra points, you know, I'm definitely going to just be playing around, messing with builds again because – it doesn't seem like it, but them three points makes a huge difference for what you're trying to do if you're trying to build and get the double loadouts. You know, it's it's crazy. Now I got a question for you because you have respect on Borderlands Three already, right? Mm-hmm. Does it all go away all at once, or can you like yeah. remove them individually? No, you can't micro it. It just dumps it all back. Man, you start fresh from the zero. That's what I figured because I know that's how it was in two or pre sequel, whichever one I actually did respec in. It would be nice to just be like, oh, just take those four out of this tree and put them over there without having to like mm-hmm. take a picture on my phone and then go, oh, was that a seven or a three? Oh, God. Yeah, but see, the nice part is, Matt, is it allows you to just spec back to zero and don't take that picture. And then you can just, like a giddy little kid again, read through the skills and pick and piece what you want. And maybe you'll have found that there's another skill without the memory of having used this one. You're like, oh, that's a definite. I want that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're playing a little bit different than you have been since the game launched and, you know, back in the day. Not going to happen. Not going to happen because the way I play right now, I never die. And speaking of never dying, we not only got three levels 
to level up in. We got three new Guardian rank capstones, which are all amazing. The first one, I can't remember the name of it, but it has to do with Slam, so I know this one is all you. Groundbreaker. Groundbreaker, because anytime my man Eric plays Borderlands with me, he, he does he does the same thing. He's slamming all the time, and it drives me nuts, because not only is he slamming all the time, jumping up, butt slamming, I love to butt slam, he says, but the first time he does it, we're loading in, we're running in toward the objective, and he goes, huh, you know what you know what it's time for, Matt? You know what it's time for? And I go, oh, dude, stop. Don't don't sing it this time. And he goes, come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Come on and slam. He does it like for five minutes straight. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I hate it. I do. But here's mm-hmm. here's one for you, butt slam buddy. Hey, thank you. I was so excited to see this one because I, I totally know how to slam in this game, and I do it constantly. <laughs> it is probably my favorite move. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you this, you know, in all seriousness, I, I was like looking at it. And immediately discarded. Immediately was like, nah, not not for me. Right. But if you look at it, it's really good. That's a lot of damage. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> and I went, God, if I didn't suck, uh-huh. like this could be actually very useful. Yeah. But I suck, <laughs> and I'm an idiot. So, therefore, I had to just take this one and toss it into a trash can because <laughs> it's never gonna work for me because I'll never use it. So it's gone. It's over. It doesn't matter. And then of course you got Dead Man Walking. Which, of course, while not moving in Fight for Your Life, drains your meter 50% slower. That one is very useful because we are both very slow to the uptake sometimes because of all sorts of environmental issues and scenarios and situations to get to one another, to res each other. Uh We almost never do, really, to be honest. We almost always, when it counts, miss each other and don't get the res and then we screw ourselves over. That is 100% true. But even when I play solo, this is going to synergize really well with some of my other flak abilities. If I'm moving, I regenerate health, but if I stand still, my fire rate goes up exponentially. When I get in a fight for your life, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to be spraying damage out like a wild fool like I always do, and by doing that, I'm just going to just hang out. Just sit here in my little my little pool of blood. God, it's ridiculous. It's so good. I love that they did this. It synergizes so well with that skill. It just makes me happy. It makes me smile. I think for most players, that's definitely a go-to. But of course, the last one, Letter Alive, they, they've listened to me for all these years. They've listened to me. And they said, we got to help Eric out. Mm-hmm. We got, this guy's supposed to be able to play this game and know what he's doing here, and he's just crazy. So they created the <laughs> skill that says, hey, when you go into fight for your life, all your guns are reloaded. Now, if you don't know, I don't ever reload. I just let it all run out. And every time I die... I go, uh oh, I don't got a lot of time. And I go click and then reload animation for 17 seconds and digistra. Every time. Or you go, boom, oh, 15 second reload animation. Let me switch guns. Oh, no, boom. reload. Oh, there was only switch. one bullet in that one, too. Yep. Uh oh. There was only bu- one I bullet in this one. Yeah, it's, all that's the an, time. Eric classic. It's an Eric classic. Not even in just Borderlands in every game I play. It's been that way <laughs> since the dawn of time. So. Thank you, Gearbox. Thank you for finally fixing my inadequacies. And now I can just click the skill and I don't got to worry about anything more. So I'm about to be alive way more than I have been in the past, Matt, because I'll actually have rounds in the chamber ready to go when I inevitably die. This one does make me sad, too, because, I mean, it's just awesome. You empty a clip in Fight for Your Life, swap have a full clip ready, swap, have another full clip ready. What makes me sad, though, is I think this is on the hunter skill tree, 
And that was the other one that had another awesome capstone the last time they upgraded it. And we both went, oh man, that's like 150 skill points away. So now this one is even more skill points away. So we're not going to get this for a long time, Eric. We've got to do a lot of farming to get that bad boy. <sighs> that makes me sad. And of all the things that reset, man, you know, everything reset on me except for that. Oh, well, there you go. See? You know, and I guess that's good, but I wish... I wish it had reset, and then wish that maybe that would have pushed me to get a hold of Gearbox and try to have them fix it instead of what I did do is just restart and redo everything. Maybe that would have been what pushed me to actually probably get help. Maybe they could have restored my stuff, and then I wouldn't have to do any of this over. Now I'm just out of luck, man. <laughs> now it's now it's an unattainable goal. I was thinking on more of a bright side. If all your Guardian rank tokens went away and just got refunded back to you, then you could immediately get a super head jump on that hunter skill tree. Well, but that's that's what I was originally meaning by like if I if I got them to let's reset everything, mm. you know, and then I could actually have all those points, but then I said, "Well, what if they didn't give me all the guardian points back and I had to go earn them again?" Uh, never. No. I'm like, "I don't know. It sounds like I'd just be in a lose-lose scenario. Doesn't matter." <laughs> We're going to go from a lose-lose to a win-win cuz even further mayhem mode 2.0 changes have come. They came with this latest patch. And these are all things we've talked about before, so we're going to breeze over them a little bit. They've added damage scaling to non-weapon damage. Before in Mayhem modes, it would only just scale weapon damage. No skill damage, no like grenade damage I think was even on there. All kinds of other stuff didn't scale up with Mayhem mode. It's doing that now. Now you're also getting skill damage to roll on your class mods, which 100% makes sense. That's how it was in Borderlands 2, as I recall. Lots of skill damage stuff there. Grenade mods now have Mayhem level drops, which... 100% is needed. I keep saying that a million times because my grenades all suck, especially in Mayhem mode. They're all completely useless and garbage. Now they won't be. But one thing I didn't put on the show notes, they did say that shield mods will not scale with Mayhem mode. I don't think they ever did. They still won't because it was on the border cast. I watched a little clip of it. Uh-huh. They said, well, it would just make the game too easy. And I'm like, come on, man. I like my giant shield. I like making the game easy. It feels good. That one I understand. But at least we aren't getting the grenades to actually be usable now. Class mods as well, same thing. One of the other things to mention is the Mayhem gear is now spawning in chests, vending machines, everywhere you get it from. Like we said, we've said we've said all this stuff before. It's all great stuff, really good stuff there. You've already pointed out. We said it before, and I just want to reiterate, that was the one I'm super excited about, is that chests will now have gear scaling to the Mayhem level. Because it was just bogus. When you're like popping these things open, and there was ne- you're never going to get anything worth having. Yeah. So it, it was made it not even really worth doing, except for the occasional rare, you know, legendary coming out of there. But now you want to pop them all open. You want to go explore the dumpsters and have a great time because you might just get your next best piece of gear you could possibly ever want. It's great. You can actually check the vending machines and get excited. Like I haven't done that since like level five. Yeah. Exactly. Same here. I don't even think I look anymore in there. No, no. I like when do. I go to like do anything, just sell guns or whatever, I don't even look. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there could be some god tier weapon there, and I've never noticed because I just stopped even looking or paying any attention to it. Now, one thing that Gearbox did pay attention to, and I think a lot of people misunderstood, I, at least I did, is I put it here because Mental Mars had an article about these Mayhem Mode 2.0 changes, and he linked to the BorderCast episode where they had Graham Timmons and another cat from Gearbox on talking about it. And he put it as one of his little takeaways from that episode. He said that in Mayhem Mode, 
enemy damage does not scale. It does not increase as you go from Mayhem level 1 to Mayhem level 10. They do the same amount of damage when they're shooting at you, which blows my mind. It doesn't seem right, but then they explain that the only modifier is their health and shields and armor. So they're staying alive, so they are doing more damage over time. They're just doing that same damage until you kill them. That sounds so weird, but then that also made me like flip that little light switch in my head and go, oh, maybe I will start ramping up that mayhem because I live forever. Sure, I, I get second wins by killing enemies, but if if the damage I'm taking is still the same from 1 to 10, it doesn't seem like such a such a big leap. Uh-huh. Like it was from True Vault Hunter to Ultimate Vault Hunter in Borderlands 2. It was ridiculous. You know, enemies still had the huge armor pools, but they were also hitting like Mack trucks all the time, at least from what I remember. So to know that Mayhem Mode's a little bit more accessible, or it has been this way, and we, nobody ever understood it, it's cool. I agree it's cool. And of course, speaking of hitting like Mack trucks, they went ahead and they're increasing, they're fixing weapons all over the board. Pistols are getting a boost in damage across the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's super exciting to me because I found myself really gravitating towards pistols this time around. Yeah. I've got about a billion of them and I, I like to use them, but I have felt, definitely have felt that they're not putting out the damage I want, which has forced me to go to flat off assault rifles and a couple SMGs here and there. So I'm super stoked to see this because I'd love to bust out my pistols again. Mm. I feel like I, I get the most uh, crit shots. I feel most competent and capable when I have a pistol, whereas the SMGs and the assault rifles are typically all over the place. And you know, sometimes I'm really good with them. Sometimes I'm shooting all over the place looking like a freaking fool. But with the pistols, I look like I might know what I'm doing. So I'm happy to hear that. I can't wait to get in and see if the buff is actually enough. To compensate for especially the damage that the Vladoff assault rifles are doing. Mm-hmm. Those suckers are just beautiful. They've been beautiful forever. I've talked about them before. Those were the guns. Those were the, you know, my new weapon type that Matt used to always shake his head at because mm-hmm. I'm a traitor and gave up my, my old favorites. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of those Vladoff assault rifles, even Gearbox knows that they're awesome tier because they said in this patch notes they are upping the COV, Doll, and Jacob's assault rifles to match more in line with those Vladoff assault rifles. And they said, of course, they're going to see how those Vladoffs perform and watch all the data here, and now that they've made this change. So there you go. They they acknowledge that those are better than those three companies. You know what company they didn't mention is Atlas, because Atlas is God-tier, unstoppable, the best gun manufacturer ever, especially the assault rifles. Ooh, baby, you better not even touch them. Don't even nerf them. Don't, you can give them some buffs, though. And make them even better. Just make them the shine. Make them pearlescent tier. Just make them, you know, iridium rainbow tier. Do it. I don't even know what per. I don't even know what pearlescent means, and I don't even know what Atlas means. So everything <laughs> you're talking about is just gibberish right now. Gibberish. <laughs> you're speaking crazy. What's an Atlas gun? What does it do, Matt? I've never put one on. Don't even know. It makes Couldn't you even win. Tell you. It makes you win. You know what? Atlas reminds me, you know what has always come to my mind when you talk about Atlas guns? Do you remember in Turok when they had the brain gun? You remember Very the brain vaguely, gun in Turok 3, I think it was, where it would shoot out this prong, and if you hit the baddie, it'd zap them until their brains popped out of their head? Nice. Like, that reminds me of Atlas. It's ridiculous. This is... It's a toy gun meant for little crazy people that want to go play weird games and makes no sense. Go play Turok, okay? If you want to play with Atlas guns, go play Turok 3 or 2, whichever one it was. It wasn't one. It's one of the other ones. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's God tier. You hit somebody with a dart and go stand behind a, a brick and just shoot up in the air, and then everybody's dead. It's great. 
It's yeah. good. All right. Whatever. You know, and it, speaking of toy guns, they were like, hey, we got some other toy guns called TDR that we got to boost up because we thought that the, when you throw the gun, that it would, that, that, that ability would compensate for some of the damage that it's losing mm-hmm. because they, you know, basically made them do less damage than the other SMGs. They found that it doesn't help, that the, the ability on those guns is definitely not compensating because it's generally just too wild of an ability. It's, yeah. it's always, in my opinion, it's always been for fun. Yeah. And I think they thought they were going to make it practical and useful, but it's not because it's usually spraying off in a random crazy ways or you're not really aiming when you throw it to explode on a baddie. So it just goes bouncing wherever it might hit, it might not hit. Mm-hmm. They realized that and they went, all right, we're going to boost its damage some. And of course, still keep in mind that it does have that extra ability and we'll kind of watch it and see where it goes and see where we need to put it to get in line with the other SMGs out there. So I am mildly interested in looking at it because TDR is a fun gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun, but it's never been my go-to, but maybe now that's doing a little more damage, it might be worth it. Yeah, 100% agree. I like TDR SMGs a lot more in Borderlands 2. I remember having a few of them that stuck with me a really long time. And I feel like in this one, they just, I don't know, I don't know what, maybe it's just because I went so Atlas Assault Rifle, they this TDR SMGs just don't stand out. I much prefer a TDR shotgun. And speaking of shotguns, they made changes to those too. Hyperion, Mollywan, and Jacob Shotties are all getting a buff. They said they were the multi-pellet shotguns because they just weren't performing the way they wanted them to, as, as with all these things, pretty much. And I appreciate this because I love a Jacob Shotty. As much as I do love my TDRs, nothing beats running up with that double barrel Jacob's just going boom and everything's gone. It's great. I'm super stoked to hear this. I When I saw that they were getting the shotties up there, I jumped for joy because, of course, conference call and whatnot are some of my, my favorite weapons of all time. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, all the trailers, all the little previews we've been watching for the latest DLC, which, duh, everybody, guess what? It's out today. Bam, 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 Bigelow. You can go roll for cartwheel your little butt out over there and play it. Woo! Shotguns galore. Every single trailer had them just popping in those shotty shells. Boom, 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 boom. With the damage up, maybe, just maybe, I can finally go double shotty and have a good old time. Double mm-hmm. shotty, double pistol, and away we go. Or maybe double shotty, one pistol, and, of course, a rocket launcher just in case I go fight for your life and really need to get back up because it's super important. You know the deal. Yep. I'm excited. I, there's a lot of guns that now I can play with. So it feels good to be like a little kid in the candy shop again. Now, you mentioned DLC 3 having all the cool shotties. DLC 3 is out. We'll get into that in just a quick hot second. I thought you were going to say, you mentioned Bad Bad Bigelow, Matt. You mentioned Bad Bad Bigelow. Speaking of Bad Bad you know, Bigelow. You know what? That is a good segue. <laughs> you mentioned Bad Bad Bigelow. He was an agile big man. You know who else is an agile big man? My boy Flack. Because that dude's made out of metal. He's a big robot. He's strong. He's heavy. And sometimes in this new DLC, he couldn't climb a ledge. He'd jump up and he'd go, I'm so, oh, I need to be training like Bam Bam Bigelow does. Now, one of the immediate hot fixes for <laughs> DLC 3, there is a, there was a bug where Flat couldn't climb a very specific ledge. Now he can do it. Thank you. As one of the apparently like two Flack players in the world, it's me and Greg Miller. I, I appreciate it. That's great. Flack should be able to do anything he wants. They should give him a double jump, actually, and then like a triple mantle so he can just be like mm-hmm. flying all around. You can like gliding. Yeah, it's great. You could yeah. you could suplex Taz through the ring ramp, you know, in ECW. It'd be great. You could just just give him a Bam Bam Bigelow skin. Actually, he has one. He's got the flame one. Bam Bam Bigelow yeah, had the flame tights and the flames on his head. Theme of the weekend. Theme of the weekend. Bam Perfect. Bam Bigelow. 
Oh, it's gonna Episode be great. Episode one ninety nine. Bam, bam, Bigelow. He's gonna be searched. No, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, Matt. He's gone. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bam, Bam. I'll never forget you, buddy. All his buddies will be like, "Who? What's this about Bam, Bam, Bigelow? Who are these two morons talking about video games? What the hell?" That's true. One star review. One star review. No, that's not gonna happen. Five star review. Anytime his name is mentioned, that's good. You know who talks about Bam, Bam, Bigelow that much anymore? All true. Right? True. We're doing him a favor. We're doing him a solid. And speaking of doing a salad, Bounty of Blood is out. Holy cow. The sheriff needs your help. Sheriff Vestage says, hey, I need some freaking Volt Hunters to get over here. And, well, you're not going to be a Volt Hunter when you get there. You're going to be a Bounty Hunter. But you come on over to that wonderful planet of Gehenna, and you see him, and he's like, oh, oh, hey, 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 I need your help. And wada bing, bada boom, you're on a new adventure to get rid of the Devil Riders. You get that whole new mount that's looking really hot, really sexy. Brand new guns and abilities on said mount to utilize, and you go out to destroy these bad mamma jammas and meet all new characters along the way. It looks freaking phenomenal. It looks phenomenal, and it's getting really good reviews, too. Obviously, our buddy Mental Mars got a review copy, so he put up a little mini review. He was loving it, and then I saw a, a quote from, I believe it was the IGN review that Randy Pitchford tweeted out saying that this is one of their favorite favorite pieces of Borderlands media since the original Borderlands. They said they were loving this DLC, all the themes of it, the action. I didn't read into it because I didn't want to spoil myself. Yeah, exactly. But it everybody's loving it. And from the 30 minutes I played, I only got through the intro. So it seems pretty cool so far, but I can't talk much about it. Oh, brother. Exactly. You can't tell me about it. I want to I see it fresh. I got to get in there and check it out. I did. The only thing I did do is make sure I hear, I heard the uh, the narrator's voice because mm-hmm. you know we've talked about it a couple times on the last few episodes, and I still just have not heard it until just today. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know what? Let me just little snippet, just see what the heck I'm dealing with here. I liked it. I thought it sounded great. He sounded perfect. You know, basically what I imagined he was going to sound like. So it worked out really well for me. And like you said. I kind of was like sneak peeking at what the reviews were saying about it. And everybody's saying that even if it wasn't as glowing as the best one ever, all of them are saying that of the three so far, this one is by far the best one. And even the developers so far have all been agreeing for the most part that this is their best piece of work of the three. And that's got me excited because we've also talked about on the show how we felt like the first one was great, but then the second one was definitely better Mm -hmm. and a lot more fun. And we were like, well, hopefully it continues to do this and get better and better and better and add new and new, newer, 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 newer stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting it. I think we're getting it, man. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. And especially knowing the way the fourth one's going to go, the stuff we've heard about it being in Krieg's mind and you see the split world concept image stuff, that's going to go even further and even crazier. So, yeah, it's all good news on every front. I wish I could say more. But I only played 30 minutes of it because my download didn't start, and then it was super long. I did hear a lot more of the narrator. It was pretty much everything I wanted it to be. He added just enough, like a little bit of backstory, a little bit of motivation for your vault hunter who doesn't really have a lot of agency on his own. You know, you're running through here, and it's like, oh, the vault hunter was thinking about blah, blah, blah as you did this. I'm like cool. Yes, my character actually is having thoughts. Really good. I also really love the music. I think I had mentioned that in one of the reveal trailers. The music was really good, or I had it written down and didn't mention it. So, loving the music so far, as we have with all the other, you know, the soundtracks of all the other DLCs. So, I can't wait to play more. I just, I can't do it tonight. We'll have to do it tomorrow. 
It's unfortunate because I want to get in there and I really want to rock it out. I'm super stoked to get in there and, and play. But like you said, tonight's not going to be the night for it. I do want to ask you, within the 30 minutes, was it quick to get going? I mean, did you go basically land on planet? You met the sheriff who... I, you know, Rose isn't the sheriff, right? It's the... Uh, Correct. Rose is not the sheriff. Yes. And the sheriff is... I mean, it's Vestige, but what's her... Uh, I don't remember what the sheriff's name is, but a lot of people call him Sheriff. Okay, gotcha. That's just <laughs> it. All right. Wasn't sure, because there's another character, though, the other one in there. Did you meet the other new character, the big... Uh... I can't remember the name now. I met all three of those characters already. Okay, so it's like when you get on planet, it's like wham, bam, 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 here's the new characters, and you start to just get going right away? You start doing stuff. You meet a character, you walk through a little area, you start seeing some of the new enemies, and then you meet up, you go to the town. So it's not it's not super slow, but it's not like immediately, boom, you're in town. Hey, man, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. It's kind of, you land on the outskirts, and they're like, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, you're going over there? All right, well, I'll accompany you along the way. doop doop doo that kind of thing. Okay, and that was going to be my last question was, did they, like in the other last DLC, did you immediately get uh, some of the NPCs coming along with you on the quest? So just just a little bit from what I played so far. A little bit so far, okay. On the outskirts to the town thing, and then in town you kind of did uh-huh. your own stuff. Well, here's to hoping. I can't wait to get in and actually play it. Uh, obviously, I'm oblivious right now. I've told you guys before. I try not to watch any of the big clips anymore, mm-hmm. or pay attention because I just want to go in and see it and have fun. So yes, I'm clueless. Right now, because I have not watched this stuff. I don't really know who the characters are, because I don't want to spoil it for myself. And I'm really glad that they didn't spoil it in the intro area. I won't spoil anything, but there's a quick little... There's a scene inside the first building you go into that I really, really enjoyed. We'll talk about it more later, but it was just... It fit the theme and everything so well. I really liked it, and I wish I could talk more about it, but Eric hasn't seen it, and I don't want to spoil it for him. So I think that pretty much wraps up the show because I don't want to get into spoiler discussion. If you want to get into spoiler discussion with me, you can email us at thirdshiftme at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme. You can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Like I said, any kind of communications, any kind of feedback, comments, questions, concerns, if you just want to say hi, if you want to give us some love for episode 200, that's next week. Hey, this is episode 189. 200 is next week. If you want to send us voice messages, uh, text messages that we got to read on the air. I'll give out Eric's cell phone number right now. It's a five 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 five. Okay, no, I won't actually do it. But send us some love. Send us some stuff. We want to party with you next week on episode two hundred. It's gonna be beautiful, Matt. Episode two hundred. So we're already having fun because we've been around for five thousand years now. So we get to celebrate that. But on top of it, we'll finally, of course, have played this brand new DLC. We're gonna be able to just have all sorts of stuff to talk about with it. That's going to be a fun episode. I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it hugely. But I'm also looking forward to telling you guys, hey, you want to support us? You want to give us a little tip? Head on over to that old Patreon and consider throwing in a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, any of those bucks. All things help. It's helped us all these years pay the bills for the keep the old podcast going on mm-hmm. the different, you know, websites. You know how it goes. There's money involved. You got to do that stuff regardless of whether you're making big bucks or no bucks. You have to do it. So your help throughout the years has definitely been a contributing factor to this show continuing to go forward because, as you know, I got a wife who's like, mm-hmm, and it's been definitely a lot more trouble without all your help. So definitely appreciate it. And if you could 
consider heading over there. That'd be awesome. And if you can't, though, as Matt already told you, there's so many other ways to contribute and really make us feel motivated and special. Any of those things would help us a lot, and we hope you consider doing any one of those things. And I hope you consider listening to the next episode, because it is episode 200. We'll be having a blast. We'll be having a lot of fun, and that episode will be available by the 3rd of July. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Consider giving us that five-star rating. Come on, everybody, it's episode 200. You can give us a five-star rating for episode 200. Wouldn't that be nice, guys and gals? Episode 200, we could go ahead and give you a bunch more five-star reviews and who they're from and Mm -hmm. all the nice things they said. Wow. That really just helped my heart out. You know, maybe I'd be a little nicer to everybody. Possibly. No. You'd have a smile on your face while you're being mean, though. You'd be like, yeah, Yeah, I'm feeling great. Screw you, buddy. Exactly. And and who doesn't love a negative comment with a smile on your face? You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't like that. Only positive comments only. Only five-star reviews only. Exactly. And only one thing left to say in this episode, and that is... Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.